Hey Angels, it's Amy from the Freud's Angels podcast. And Vanessa. We're here to bring you a special series about my journey and rewriting my narrative around my body and redefining my relationship with it. And along the way, as Amy is on this journey, we will bring to you gifts that come out of it, ways that you can handle your own body journey, things that you can think about in order to reclaim your own narrative. Now let's get to it. Hello, angels. Welcome. So we're back. So after last week, you know that I had a case of the fuckets. I didn't quit. I didn't quit the process. And before the miracle, um, I'm feeling better at this stage. I, yeah, I, you know, a lot of things contributed to a little bit of the shift. Um, I went back to work, which helps because it, I, it grounds me. It focuses me. Um, it makes me feel like I've accomplished stuff because I do a lot of work. Um, I had, I spent some time on, on a uh, Marco Polo with my friend who was cleaning out her garage and it inspired me to do some things. And we, we spent so much time back and forth that it was really awesome to have that energy and have that company as you know, cause it was like, oh, I did all my laundry. I have one load left to fold. I even put away shit, which is like, what? Who is this girl? Mm-hmm. Um, I set up my angel grids because I haven't, and they're so important to me and I didn't have them up. I've been here for nine months and I hadn't set them up. So mm-hmm. it was, it really helped put me in a better place. So I did not quit. I did not give up, even though I felt like it, even though I wanted to, I was like, girl, just breathe it through it. Just it's temporary. It's whatever Mm -hmm. you will find your way through this. You have done this before. And although the depression seemed a little bit heavier and it was a little harder, there was still things in my narrative in my mind, but keeping that ability to be neutral about it really helps Mm -hmm. really it's quintessential practice it every day, practice neutral observer. If you're not sure how to do it, contact me. I'll teach you. <laughs> I will, because it is the biggest tool yeah. you will ever use in your, in your life. Like it is in your whole life. Yes. It's all of your life, not just yes. this part of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, it's good for everything, not yeah. just body, you know, issues. Mm-hmm. So if I just, that saved my bacon, so to speak, yeah. it really did because without being able to do that, I couldn't function. Like I would not have functioned, but I did. And I was able to, so. Yeah. Well, and what I loved about it, what I love about what you're explaining is exactly what people need to hear is that everything isn't about your body, right? Like when you're working, when you're on a body quest, everything isn't about your body. You have to take care of your soul and spirit too. And when you have a case of the buckets, I feel like that is like the, the hint the very, very strong hint, like take care of your spirit and your soul right now. Fuck this body right now. Yeah. Excuse my French, but like 3d <laughs> fuck it. Like we are having a spiritual crisis. <laughs> Find some connection now. <laughs> yeah. And I was, and I, um, I, I, you know, I really, really was, I was really having a, a kind of a little bit of a spiritual breakdown and 
you know, so it was in connecting with my friend and getting stuff done and making me feel like, oh, you know, doing my laundry, which cleans up the floor and, you know, in multiple yeah. places. And, you know, yeah. and I, I was even at last night, I, I, I didn't realize it was 11 o'clock at night. And because I, I had picked everything up from the bathroom floor to wash the rugs, the towels, the clothes or whatever. And so, you know, cat litter, she, she yeah. does her digging and it's everywhere. Sure. And I was like, so like at 10 30, 11 o'clock at night, I broke out the vacuum and started vacuuming the cat litter. <laughs> My neighbor is probably like, this bitch needs to stop now. Who oh, does that? You're on somebody's page. <laughs> With the, the status, my neighbor is vacuuming at 10.30 p.m. Who does that? I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, litter man. That's I just, just say, though, by the way, if my neighbor said, I'm sorry, I was vacuuming. I had cat litter. I'd be like, always vacuum then because like, I get it. Yeah. And it was just like, I, I just, I was inspired because I was like, I'm going to set my bathroom so that I can get up and I can take a shower or take a shower yes. whenever I have time and it's going to be successful and I don't have to sweep before I take a shower. And Beautiful. I was like, yeah. So take care of that spirit and soul <laughs> via vacuum. But I, I almost think I need to put cookies upstairs for my neighbor because I felt sorry. Sorry. I vacuumed at 10 30 PM. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's <laughs> the space that we come from, right? Like yeah. they, probably probably what how long does it take you three minutes tops less than that that. yeah because the bathroom's not that big like the 37 seconds of vacuuming and you're gonna make a whole ass batch of cookies yeah yeah pretty much (laughs) but that's you know that's that's sometimes (laughs) the space that we get into but I love that like so I mean the contrast between what we were talking about last week and what we're talking about this week and you demonstrating the different ways of connectivity, right? Like connecting to our space. Yeah. Yeah. And that means sometimes, you know, getting some chaos, some visual chaos out of the way, because it's going to give future me an awesome something or other. Like I'm going to give myself that gift right now because, you know, that's how I keep this train going so that my spirit and my soul are taken care of because I can't, change the rest of me without with with those things being out of whack yeah and like I know I was exhausted after doing it yesterday but when I went to bed having my angel grid that has always been in my bedroom I always look I look at it before I go to bed I look at it when I get up in the morning and it centers me and I and not having that I think has been part of what I've been missing and I wrote this big long Instagram post on uh on my private account. Well, it's my business account, but it's my account. It's Amy Hedman. Um, and, or I think it's under Grace Sedona. It could yeah. be, I don't remember. So, so I look at it and I'm like, and I write this big, long post. And as I'm doing it, writing has always been a download for me. It's always me yeah. experiencing. And as I'm writing this, I'm like realizing that, you know, I feel like I've been winging it. And by the seat of my pants, since I got here, like, I don't feel like I fully arrived. I physically arrived. I kind of logically arrived, but I don't know that I ever emotionally, you know, showed up or spiritually. It's like that quintessential part of me never arrived because it's having a hard time being birthed because I don't want it to be birthed in the same way that I did in Arizona. Absolutely. I'm asking for it to be in a more authentic state 
in a state that's more true to who I am. So I think that it's not quite ready because I'm not really sure what it's, you know, who, who I am. And, and I think that it's the gestation period is a little bit longer. So I know in setting up my grids and I just did my office one will help. It'll help bring me the peace, the connectivity to that part of me, although still kind of working its way out will it'll, it'll show up one day and arrive and be like, yep, I'm here. So what are we doing? What are we doing? It's like, you know, new day, let's fuck it up. It's like, it's like, you know, it's just, yeah, it's so I just, yeah. So I am here friends. I, I did not abandon the project. I did not abandon my process. I did not abandon myself. And that's the biggest thing is that when we're in those spaces is not to abandon you and, and what you want for yourself. So let's talk in about a corner instead of turning back. Yes. Yeah. Because you can't close Pandora's box once you've opened it. You just can't do it. And you can't seem to live with all this new information and all these new realizations and live the way you've lived. Yep. It's mm-hmm. really freaking hard. I've tried. Yeah. It's actually worse. Yes. <laughs> right. It's like it, when you know better, you're like, oh, <laughs> now I, I can't live in like the ignorance that I was once in. <laughs> I had a now fight with myself yesterday about food because I'm like, girl, you know, that ain't good for you. And you know, you're not going to feel good at the end of it. So why are you going to buy it? And I just really kind of was like, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about how it makes your body feel and how you don't like how it makes your body feel and the reaction and the the body's issue with it. And you're not listening. And, but yet you're going to want it because you want comfort food. And I'm like, it's not going to happen today. It's just not. So it's like, okay. There's so much, there's so much, right? Like, and I think everybody's starting to get this when they're listening to this is like, everything can be a thing. You know, we just don't ever know when it's going to be a thing. And that, that thing, that time comes up where you have a longer conversation, right? Like those conversations can be very short. Shut up, you know, angel, devil, devil wins. Cause I want this so badly that I don't really care about the fight that we're having right now, but being in that space to be, you know, and, and I think what get, gets introduced is the, like, what else is going on type thing, right? Like, it's not just it's not about the fucking cake, <laughs> right? It's not about this thing. What am I trying to get from this thing, right? I'm trying to get comfort. Comfort doesn't exist. You're actually reminding yourself that this is going to bring discomfort and that the idea of comfort is all that you're thinking about at that time. Yeah. But you're, again, like reintroducing the, okay, that's a lie that you've told yourself is that this is comfort food. It's actually discomfort food. It's yeah. not going to make you feel the way that you want to up here in your brain, you're going to get satisfaction that you're getting something you shouldn't have or whatever that process is, you know, and, and, you know, you sometimes take it another step. Like, what is it that I want? You know, like, I know for me, sometimes it's like sweetness. What is it that I want? I want something sweet. Okay. There's like all kinds of other ways I can get something sweet. I want to be bad and sweet, (laughs) right? Like I could eat a bunch of grapes, which are very sweet, they are like, they, they can be sickeningly sweet sometimes, 
why am I thinking that the only sweetness that I can have is from that cookie? Yeah. Right. Like I kind of want to be bad. I don't get to have cookies that much. I can have grapes anytime. (laughs) Those are not appealing to me, whatever that war is, you know, but I, again, like, I really think that, that it's worth like solidifying that thought of what comfort food is and how it creates discomfort and changing the way that that narrative goes on the way that that fight happens yep and at the time it was you know like I said I was working with my friend Tammy who's in another state and and, Mm -hmm. you know hanging out and they went all and they got food and so it was like oh it was connectivity at the time and I knew that's what it was Mm -hmm. and I was like yeah no and you know and I I don't eat at certain restaurants based on their uh, ideals and and what they do and so it was like I couldn't connect at that time with what she was eating because I don't eat there and yeah etc cetera, etc cetera. so anyways I am back today we're going to talk about a very important subject we're going to talk about our boundaries around our bodies and facing the holidays and about Ooh the process that sometimes we will need to go through in order to express our boundaries to people, but also to, you know, how to do that, how to, how to, how to gate, get the courage, how to work through the process of dealing with people who don't respect those boundaries and just kind of, you know, just kind of talk a little bit about it and and not in depth. And maybe this ends up being two parts Cause I feel like it's such a long conversation um, about boundaries, but we all have those people in our lives. If we're a person who has struggled with any type of weight issue or either end of the spectrum or any type of like, just any type of issue with your body, mm-hmm. you get to that, that family dinner that you decided you wanted to go to mm-hmm. and you were like, okay, And then the first words, oh my gosh, have you lost weight? Or, oh my gosh, have you gained weight? It's like the first thing out of their mouths, not, hey, how are you? Hello, how are you doing? It goes directly to the body. I've, for the last however many years that I spent with my family, that's the words out of their mouths. And I'm just like, but the thing about boundaries is first of all, we have to decide what boundaries do we want? For me, my boundary was, we're not going to discuss my body at any gathering at any time ever. Like Mm -hmm. it was full stop for me. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't ever want to talk about my body with you. Yeah. Ever. Mm -hmm. And this is my family. You know, this isn't people who understand my process, Mm -hmm. especially my mother. Mm Kids. I had struggle with because they have an innocence and it's not about them degrading other people. It's not, it's just, they're, they're curious, mm-hmm. you know, when a child has never seen a person overweight, when all of their relatives and their family, their immediate family is skinny. And then you have a person who's overweight. They're naturally curious. Why do you have a belly? You yeah. know, it's, it, that's hard. It's so hard, yeah. but I'm like, because that's just the way that I am you know, it's really hard, but when we're talking about adults, they have the ability to shut the fuck up and they have the ability not to do that. And, you know, and so early on, my boundary was 
we're not talking about my body. We're not talking about my body. Even if you're giving me a compliment, we're not going to talk about my body. Even if you're telling me it looks like lost weight, Mm -hmm. that's trauma. That's like, oh, you were saying you, you thought, you thought that I needed to like, like, you know, we just are not going to talk about anything about my body, Mm -hmm. anything. I just had to go that extreme because of the way that my family is because of the way that they are. It was like, you don't, you may not have to go full extreme. You may have one relative that you need to say to them up front, look, pull them aside and say, I don't want you to talk. I we're not discussing my body this year. So please don't say anything about it. Don't make a comment or don't ask questions about it. It's just not, I don't, I'm going through process. You don't have to tell them that you just say, don't full stop. That's, you don't need to give them a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and just tell them, but for me, it's my entire fucking family. So <laughs> it's like, you know, across the board, everybody. So up. <laughs> it was just like, no, we're not talking about my body yeah. ever. Yep. And, you know, and how did I get to that? Well, it's because that was the subject of conversation every time anybody ever sees me. Yeah. Like my worth was based around where I was in my body. Mm-hmm. And it made me angry because I'm like, I don't need to tell you anything. I don't need to be on the other end of your whatevers. Right. So that Not was that there's so much more to you than your body. And that, 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 that being a focus when you already have that feeling of this is what people see me as they don't see the the other parts of me that's hard enough but when it's your family that's a whole other level of, of injury right like you didn't ask me about my new job that I just took you didn't ask me about my new car you didn't ask me about my new relationship you didn't ask me about you know how things are going with this that and the other thing that that when you see me what you see is physical and that's what you're interested in that your interest in me is physical first that sucks yeah it's demoralizing to be honest absolutely it's just you just you just you go sit in the corner and you just don't want to talk to anybody after that you're just like i'm done i'm done this is why i chose not to go to other family functions (laughs) makes sense because it's like because i don't want to deal with it but the biggest thing about your boundaries, once you've figured out what your boundary is, we have to tell people, we can't expect them to understand and automatically know our boundary. Not grandma doesn't have Facebook. Sorry. (laughs) It's like, you know, and even if they do family just automatically thinks they're exempt. Yes. From literally everything that you believe. (laughs) So Oh, you are talking about me because I am your family. Like, oh no, I was talking about you, especially. (laughs) So we have to tell them. Now you don't have to get in front up in front of all your relatives at dinner. So attention, attention, clink your glass, attention. I have something to say. I have a boundary and I'm sharing this with everybody. So please abide by this boundary. Don't fucking talk about my body. Thank you. Have a good evening. Enjoy your dinner. That's your family dynamic though. Go for it. Yes. Cause I, and I want to see it, record it. Cause Seriously. 
fucking amazing. Um, you said it and I was like, that could totally happen in my family. And people would totally be like, all right, they'll be <laughs> clapping. and <that. laughs> So, so, but who are the people that you can tell that will help filter your boundary down? Do you have an ally in your family that can help you get the word out? Maybe there's an email. Maybe you are in a family WhatsApp group. Um, you, there's many different ways you can have a conversation with the people that will help further your message and will help you keep people, I don't want to say in line, but to help you when someone brings something up and starts, they can say, oh, no, and or redirect them and not make a big deal about it but redirect them for you to help you figure out who's your ally in your family and say, Hey, this is my new boundary. I need help with sharing it with everyone. And the people that don't get it, like I need help during the dinner. Could you help redirect them? If, um, if they start going down that road and, you know, that's the biggest thing. Now in my family, we're really small. So the only other two people I have is my brothers and they don't give a fuck. So <laughs> sucks. So I have to like really kind of set my boundary and I had to do it by kind of like with my mom. And like, I told her, I said, look, we're not talking about my body. If you want to talk about my body, then I'm not coming. Right. Cause she's the biggest culprit in my life. Mm-hmm. But so my brothers may make a comment too. And so it was like, I had to inform the family via email this holiday season, we are not going to discuss the following things about my life. And I listed them and I said, I look forward to spending time with y'all with my boundaries. <laughs> boundaries and I will be there ready. <laughs> because you know we laugh and we you know we we kind of laugh and we're being a little frivolous. it's it's not easy it's not but I think it's yeah I think it's but, good that, I think it's good yeah like I love the way that you're presenting this because I think sometimes that heaviness is what makes it hard right yeah. like people are really like I don't want to do this shit because it sounds really hard but the way that you're describing it is allowing it to be light and I I mean this is how I do my work as a counselor I don't always let it be and like the dark and heavy because I understand that that's dragging it we don't want to drag it like we want to just carry it and yeah I mean it's we don't have to yeah we don't have to turn it heavy it can be light because this is our lives and if I don't want to have a heavy if I don't want to have a heavy talk I can have a light talk right and that's why we're saying like send an email make a joke if that's what your family you know think of your audience too you know like we when we're talking about our boundaries and we're thinking about our boundaries we we have a tendency to be like this is so important to me and blah and you have to understand it this way well guess what not everybody understands it the case in point exactly what you just said kids versus adults we are gonna tell them differently right like i am not gonna explain to my you know 60 year old aunt this same way I'm going to explain to my six-year-old daughter, right? Like I'm going to gauge my audience and I'm going to say it the way that they can hear it. And that's that part. That's what you're telling. That's, that's, this is the story that you're telling that if you don't do family meetings where everybody sits down and has like, you know, their holds on to their rosaries and they do like a big, heavy, 
ceremony of talking, then you can make it light. It doesn't have to be heavy just because it feels heavy to you. Sometimes you can present it in whatever way makes you comfortable, whatever way, you know, that they can hear you. If you present it jokingly and you know that they're going to take it as a joke and not take it seriously, then don't present it as a joke. Like think of your audience. If you need to be strong and firm with people, be strong and firm with them. But what what you're explaining is perfect because it's allowing people to have choice. It's allowing people to have options. It's allowing people to not feel like this is going to be difficult. It's not have to be difficult. I think the hardest part for me most of the time is figuring out the boundary because once I'm strong in the boundary and I feel it and I'm passionate about the boundary it makes it a lot easier to tell everybody every way they need to hear because I am so ready. Yep. Yeah. And you know, and doesn't whatever level boundary you're at, maybe you're just like, I just don't want to talk about, you know, my weight, or maybe you don't mind people talking about your hair and your, your cool glasses or your, you know, your cool new, whatever. You have, that's, you know, that's really what it is, 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 is figuring it out. For me, it it just, it's so much much food is on my plate. Yeah. Don't talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) Like we're, we're not. Yeah. And that's that's a whole nother conversation that we will, we will have friends before this holiday season is over because we're going to talk about food and we're going to talk about how we can hand deal with it, which is just (laughs) eat it. Um, but, you know, when we, when we have that boundary, we, you know, we need to meet people where they're at. You know, my brother's not going to read a serious email and go, oh, okay. If I joke around and I like kind of just give it a little bit of a, you know, so, and then at the end go, but for reals, this is real, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like reminding them that I may have been joking in the email. However, that it's, it's really true. Um, Yes. There'll be an emotional machete with me, just in case you don't believe it. Exactly. <laughs> um, but again, I, you know, and that's funny. That brings up such a, okay. Something just flashed through my mind because I'm like, cause I, cause I think like my sister-in-law judges my mom a lot. And she talks about a lot about the issues and well, my stepfather which is my brother's father which is her husband um told my mother what her daughter-in-law thought about her and her her house and stuff and I'm like and and the thought just flashed through my mind of oh yeah I wonder what they say about me after I leave because she's a she's a health nut she works in the military so she runs she's uber healthy she's like you know and here I am I'm like I'm gonna eat that cream puff and I don't care you know I'm like, you didn't grow up with my mother. So I'm sorry. You got the better end of this deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so that's just kind of just something that flashed in my mind, but either way, um, I just, yeah, we have to know what it is that hurts us, what mm-hmm. triggers us, what kind of, what sets us into that spiral of self-deprecation, what touches up against the trauma, Um, there was a phrase and I know I've told you guys a million times about it. 
And I had to tell my mother to never say that to me again, or I would never see, speak to her again. Like I got pretty extreme because I'm like, I really wanted her to understand I was serious because she doesn't, she doesn't take it seriously. So, and even when I go see her, I have to remind her regularly to not talk about my body. And this is even outside of like holidays. So, but when you're clear about your boundary and you're in your heart, you know, you, this boundary is necessary to have fun at these times, these, these dinners, interacting with your family, even on non-holiday moments. Like if, if this is essential for that, then I encourage you, I really encourage you to figure out what that boundary is. Like, what is it, you know, at what level is it? And if you do have a large enough family and do have an ally, totally sign them on, (laughs) like, you know, sign them on and to help you because it doesn't have to be, you're this one person show. You don't have to do all the work by yourself. That's family should support you. And yeah. <laughs> like nobody can see your face except for me. Like, yes, <laughs> this point is important. But also if you don't have anybody inside your family, um, I always like kind of, you know, say, well, who, who can you, who can you call in the bathroom? Who can you text in the bathroom? If, if shit gets wild, right? Like if people are like, straight up not you know they have not they don't care about the boundary that you've set and you are now in that space like when you get in the unsafe space if there is nobody that's going to be in that house who is it that's going to be available to you by phone you know set up set that up ahead of time with somebody like you know and it's not like people are obligated during their holidays to take care of us and I get that but usually we can all find a friend that is willing to, and then we know safely that there's a person in case things get out of hand. Sometimes that's enough. You know, sometimes that's enough to give us that little boost of courage to know that we can get through it. That if, if, if the boundary gets crossed, I'm going to be okay. I have, I have backup, you know, because a lot of people don't feel like they have backup, you know, and that's the, that concept that you're bringing is so important. Like you maybe do have those allies in your family. You haven't thought about it. You haven't really thought about it because you've been afraid to talk about it. You've been afraid to talk about what's going on. You don't want to admit to another human being in your family that could possibly, that you're going to see for the rest of your life. Right. Cause that's usually why we don't tell our family stuff. Cause there are people we're going to see over and over. They're never going to forget it. Right. (laughs) Like, Oh, if they're their family, if they're a safe person in your family, they're going to be on your side. They're going to want to protect you. They're going to want to help you get through that. So usually we can find at least one, but if not, if you happen to be in one of those families where you truly don't have an ally set, set up one of your friends, you know, to, to be there for you so that you feel like you have an out, you know, and also know you can walk the hell out if you need to. Exactly. And you know, the thing of it is, is that you know, we just, we have a podcast coming on Wednesday and that's about the, uh, the feeling obliged to go to family dinners and things like that. Mm-hmm. This is your way of making them safe, of making them successful in a way that will help. Now we can't control people. We can't control their reactions. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we can't, you know, if we tell somebody serious, you can't have the expectation they're going to take it seriously. Yeah. You have to allow people because that's who they are and you can't control people. However, you can't control your decisions to either not go or go. If you have an ally in the family and you feel safe enough that they're going to help back you up, then, and you want to go because you want to see Aunt Ma- Margaret or, you know, or your Nana, you know, if you want to be there because you want to see them, but you need to make it safe, this is how you do it. Yeah. And, you know, I just, it's hard when you don't have an ally in the family, but you need to at least have an ally in your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's super important. I know that when we go through growth, we, so much of it is on our own. So much of it is by ourselves, but these are the moments where we can recruit people and, and tell them, look, I need this support. I need this for these moments. Are you able to do that? Ask them. Don't just be like, you're my wingman tonight. You know, like we ask them. Like, I hope you're enjoying your Thanksgiving, but you're on call for me. Just FYI. (laughs) Like the pay is shit, you know? Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, so really approach a friend who you feel can support you and understands why you need the support and say, Hey, I'm going to family dinner tonight. I may need a text or a phone call situation. Are you able to kind of just have that bandwidth to be there if I need it? Ask them because that's, Trust me, you need to, because there are days that I'm, I would happily be that person for people, but mm-hmm. there are days that I don't have the bandwidth for it, that I'm like, no, sorry. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, but I can recommend this person, you know, like be on and, and let them be honest and don't take it as a rejection. Just take it as they want you to be successful and safe and they don't feel they can help you create that. Right. And that honesty is like gold because then you're not relying on someone who's not going to follow through or be half-assed or not really show up for you. Then, you know, you have a true ally. So always ask first, because it's just, it's easier to understand where people are at. So, and it it helps process, right? Like it helps that person really know what's going on. Yes. Yes. And it prepares them. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like being prepared. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) for sure (laughs) oh yeah so I I I really 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 um you know implore you and encourage you to figure out what that boundary is first Mm -hmm. and what is it what is it that you what do you need and and then and then take it take action and then take action and -hmm. understand there's going to be people that don't follow the boundary that are old habits die hard. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to sit through it and experience it. You can get up and leave. You can say to them, if this is what you want to do, like you're not respecting a boundary I set because you're now created an environment. I'm not safe here. So I need to leave. Or get up and don't say anything and walk out. You don't have it. You don't have to tell anybody. Whatever it is that you feel in that moment, you need to do because sometimes we need to really tell the person what their impact is on our lives, and that is necessary for some of us. Right. Um, it's a training. Know, 
right? Like we're training people. We talk about, we, we talk about this, you know, here and there about, about like when we, when we change, we, we end up training people how to handle our change, how to continue to be in our lives. Like that's what a boundary is. A boundary is a way to help people stay in your lives. Sometimes people will think of it as a way to push you away, but that's not it. Like if I wanted to push you away, I'm just going to like not talk to you again. Like I will push, I, I have very strong pushing hands. <laughs> that's not, a, that's not an issue. A boundary is I want to be safe here. I don't want to push you away. Right. These are the ways to stay in my life. These are the ways to stay healthy and in my good feelings place. And yeah, but it is a training program, right? Like my family still needs reminders of certain things. Like, I don't want to hear that. I don't think that's funny. You know, yada, yada. Like, I do know that I have to sometimes defend those boundaries, but it matters to me that I have that strength and that I know that that's part of the process, right? Like we don't always, in our lives, we don't always get exactly what we ask for right away. But if we are diligent and understand that we have another human that's part of it and their experience is part of this, that we are, it is a training program. If I want that person in my life and I want them to understand me, I do have to bring them. I'm going over, it's the bridge. Here comes the bridge. (laughs) I'm going to go over to the other side of the bridge momentarily to bring you to the middle or my side or whatever, you know, like I I understand I'll have to go over there because that's where you are. Yeah. Right. And then I, if I want to train you, if I want you there, I may have to multiple times go, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Right. And have them go, oh, okay. I forgot, you know, cause they can forget they're human beings. They're being trained. <laughs> we don't just throw away the puppy when it pees in the house the first time. <laughs> we keep training. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot to it, but it, it does come down to when you know your boundary, it is way easier. If you are connected to your boundary very strongly with passion, it is much easier to do all of this. When you have a loose boundary because you haven't done the work as to why that boundary is there, this is where the trouble begins. So strong, know why it's there, know what you're protecting, know what you're healing because not all boundaries are forever, right? I may put up a very strong boundary because I am going through it. But as I feel better, that might loosen up. And I might say to somebody, you know, depending on what that boundary is, like, yeah, I mean, I'm a little less electric fence about that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> all it's it's a different life right now, but it'll be because I know myself, because I know my healing. And that's that connection that we have to have. A, a non-strong boundary is always going to be it's always people are going to see right through it they're going to see it as a loose boundary yeah yeah they'll they'll look for the loophole (laughs) they'll look through the break in the fence (laughs) right right many explanations oh you're just doing that because of this or oh you're just oh you're just oh no i'm not just anything (laughs) very serious yes don't do it yeah (laughs) and and you know and if you need to do some you know I was, I was watching that, um, that show pose on, um, was it HBO? Is it Showtime? Whatever it is. Anyways, it's about it, the struggle with, um, with the LGBTQ community, the transgenders, the, uh, people that, 
you know, they have and going into places and not taking them seriously. It's like, so it's like, you know, I want to get my glasses out, read you, you know, if you're not going to follow my boundary and, and trust me, what I say is not going to be pretty, but um, (laughs) that's my only defense. No, (laughs) you want to talk about, I'm just this. Well, let me tell you about what you're just being. Right. Like, Ooh, a a conversation I can have. Here we go. go. Let's go. (laughs) Oh gosh. Um, you know, no boundaries are not easy, but if you need permission to create them around your family, I'm giving you permission to create them because trust me, the more you do it, the more that you can possibly create that harmony with your family. Sometimes we can't, sometimes there's too much trauma under the bridge. Sometimes it's, it's just too much. And the harmony is tentative, but at least you have taken a moment to empower yourself to stand in the space of protecting yourself mm-hmm. and being like, I need to do that because, because maybe it hasn't been done enough for you by the people that should have done it, that mm-hmm. you need to take control. You need to be the parent in the situation and say, look, my, I'm not letting my inner child be abused like this. This is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. With the vehemence you have for the, it, for your trauma in your childhood, have that same vehemence for your boundary once you create it, mm-hmm. because it's, it's not, it's not fair that you have people that, that while innocent doesn't matter, it still has an effect. You can, you know, I I've heard that so much like, Oh, well, I was just, I didn't say it to be mean. I'm like, no, you didn't say it to be mean, but it really did a lot of trauma. Right. But you said it and I asked you not to. So own it. Exactly. Exactly. Figure it out. Right. Right. Yeah. Because it's true. There are people that'll do that. Oh, well, that's just the way I am. Or, Oh, it's hard. It's hard because you're the only person I can't blah, blah, blah. I can't joke around with. How many times I've heard that? Like, Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not used to people being so offended. Like, well, get used to it. Here I am. Yep. Offended. Well, (laughs) you know, and, and you're, you're allowed, you're allowed to feel that way. You're allowed to have that opinion. You're allowed to not want people to talk about it. You're allowed to have those boundaries. You are allowed to say no. Yes. That is your strongest word. And if they keep going, And if they keep doing it, then you just either walk away, confront them and walk away, or you just confront them and let them eat your, your verbal wit dust. (laughs) But no, it, you, you have that right. You're a human being. You're an autonomous human being. You have that right to say no. And you have that right to express it. And to change your relationship with the people that don't follow it, mm-hmm. you can't change them and you can't demand things of them, but you can, your reaction can be to change the relationship or to do whatever it is you need to do to express that your boundary has been crossed. Yes. Gold stop. I mean, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. We're out. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> yes. So um, I don't hope that that's given you food for thought or maybe the courage to do the thing you've been wanting to do. Um, if you're not sure what your boundary is, you need to talk it through, maybe ask a few questions or, you know, not sure how to deal with it when it happens, or if it does get crossed, how do you deal with the reaction of it? You know, maybe that's a podcast, but reach out to us either collectively at Freud's angels, or you have Vanessa Ferry psychology and me is just Amy Hedman reach out to us, you know, and, and, and we'll help unpack or figure it out or we'll help empower you to get to that space. Yes. So we love you guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming back. And thank you for not quitting before the your own miracle because <laughs> last week was rough. Don't hang out in the fucking bucket. Yes. <laughs> Don't live in the fucking bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta peek out. <laughs> like I said, there is always there's it's a storm. It passes it's just sometimes we have to figure out what it, we needed to get out of it. You bet. So, I love you. We love you. And we'll talk to you next week. Yay, love y'all. Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's Angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light. <laughs>